Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Small Talk What's at the Podcast with your host, Sydney Matome. So we are at mid-November and weather is getting colder and the sun is setting earlier and I'm not a fan of it like many others. It's hard. But one thing that I saw on TikTok recently, which kind of inspired me, and I feel like a lot of my inspiration comes from TikTok now, is that this is the time of year where we're supposed to do a lot of like self-reflecting and healing and, you know, a lot of thinking, whereas like the summer is where we get more creative and we're a lot more outgoing. So to kind of appreciate each season and that, you know, kind of put a different perspective on it for me and maybe that could be helpful for somebody else. So, you know, allow this time of year to be something that you kind of like reflect on and sit on and, you know, get ready for next year. So when that time comes of, you know, more high energy, you're prepared for it better. So just another way to think about it. But trust me, I'm not a fan of this weather and it's really hard to be active. Um, So I'm in the same boat as you, but we're going to get through it together. And I got my Christmas playlist ready to go. So that definitely will put me in the feels. Anyway, with all of that said, let's get into it. So this week I'm chatting with the beautiful and talented Batsheva Hart. Some of you may know her from the hit show on Netflix, My Unorthodox Life, which tells the story of Julia Hart, elite world group CEO and former member of an ultra-Orthodox Jewish community, and her children. On the other hand, some of you might know her from TikTok, where she has over 1.4 million followers. So in this episode, we dive into her experiences and background on the show and what life has been like since then, how she grew a large social media following, and what it takes to be a content creator. We also go into her personal life, her background in the Orthodox Jewish community, and so much more. Even going into how she was married at 19 years old and how her and her husband have been able to overcome so many of the difficult challenges they have faced. We also go into some lifestyle recommendations and she has some really, really good ones, so be sure to stay tuned. And with that, sit back, relax, and let's meet Batsheva. Hey guys, I'm here with the stunning Batsheva. I am so excited to have her on. And how are you doing, Batsheva? How's your Friday going? I am doing well. It's been a busy week, so I am looking forward to the weekend. It was a super rainy morning, so I'm happy the sun came out today. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. for the weekend. I know right now, just so the listeners can know, it's four o'clock on a Friday right now. So if you want to talk about hustling, we're doing it right now, guys. Because And after this, hoping to get a drink or two. Cause I think we both deserve it. So Definitely. I'm excited. Okay, cool. So I'm sure you've done podcasts before. I think you have. So I'm, with every podcast, and I know people have watched your show, but I still want to like go into your background. So like in your own words, let's talk about that. Like where you grew up and what that experience was like. I grew up in a ultra religious community. And when I, I got married at 19 and then I moved to the city two years ago. Um, well, actually almost three years coming up on that. It was the best decision ever. Um, I do content creation full-time. I'm a part-time student. Um, I'm 28, living in New York City. I mean, I don't know if you want to ask like deeper questions. Yeah, but that's, so that's a small breakdown. Well, so I so I've watched the show, but for those that haven't, okay. so the town you grew up in was Muncie. And so yeah. that, that town, it's mainly known for being an or, a traditional Orthodox Jewish community. And on the show, you guys revealed that, you know, it was a community where, you know, women didn't have the same rights as men. It just was, you know, the way you grew up. So like in your own words, what was growing up like? Growing up was, it was just a very like ultra religious community. I didn't like have friends outside of that. I wasn't um, just like subjected to 
other kinds of people or different walks of life or even different types of Jewish people. Yeah. Um, I kind of like only knew one, the people around me. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely very, sorry, my dad is like clicking in on all my different, he's calling to wish me a Shabbat Shalom. Amazing. So, Love that. <laughs> sorry about that, guys. No, <laughs> After this Shabbat starts. So yes. this is the last thing I'm doing before that. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it was just a very different upbringing than the life that I'm living now. And, um, yeah, I mean like the show, if you guys haven't watched it, it's on Netflix called my unorthodox life. And it kind of talks about our present life now, but it does go back to the past where we came from and where, how my family kind of transformed from that ultra orthodox lifestyle to the lifestyle that we're living now. For sure. So I'm Jewish as well, but not Orthodox Jew. So I know a little bit about it given my background, but for those that don't know, like traditional Orthodox Jew, like in the simplest of terms, how would you define exactly what those teachings are? Um, I would, I mean, I would say ultra Orthodox. I Mm -hmm. wouldn't like classify it as like, you know, regular Orthodox. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, um, strict levels of modesty, covering your elbows, knees, collarbone at all times. Um, you know, everything is very separate. Men and women of my, I went to all girls schools, didn't ever have like conversations with boys ever. Um, you know, education isn't pushed, strict laws of kosher observance. Shabbat is the day of rest. You know, you don't use technology. You don't get in cars. Um, it's really like only family time um, and food. And I would say those are like the major things. Yeah, for sure. Just a little background for people that like yeah. don't have any clue. Okay. Yeah. So now this Netflix opportunity comes, how did this even come about? Was this something that was in the works for a while or just tell me how that opportunity presented itself? My mom, like, you know, she had her own journey. She was the one who kind of pioneered everything. She left after I got married and completely started a new life for herself. So she felt really strongly about sharing her story to help inspire other people who are feeling the same way or coming from a similar situation where you're just not living the life you want to be in. And she knew that TV was the way to go. So this was like something she's been working on for a while. So it's all thanks to her and her vision. So she went to Netflix. Netflix didn't go to her. Yeah, this was her, my mom. I mean, I don't know all the nitty gritties, to be honest, but I know that it was my mom's vision to, to share her story. Okay. So what was your reaction when she's like, Hey guys, I want to do a show and Netflix wants to do it. Like, were you, were you first like, let's do it. Or like, I don't know about this. Yeah. I was definitely probably the most on board just coming from a social media um, background. Like TV is, is great for getting your name out there. And, um, I just like, wasn't scared of the camera because I film myself all the time. So I think it came the easiest for me from everyone else in my family, just because I'm just, I'm used to that kind of lifestyle more than other people would be. That actually shocks me a bit because I feel like you would be the one that would maybe be a little more reserved because I feel like your younger sister is like the more outgoing one. Um, so that's kind of shocking, but also she is, yeah. she's, I would say maybe naturally more risk-taking, but she's not as present on social media. So I think coming from a social media standpoint, it's just different in terms but, of like being used to sharing. Yeah. 
No, that's fair. But at the same time though, um, it's a completely different medium. Like, did it take, did it take you a second to like get used to being in front of like someone else filming you versus like on your phone? Cause I feel like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a different experience, but I think being, um, just used to having a camera or, or knowing that someone's filming you, um, it was, it's easier to ease into it if you've already filmed yourself before. For sure. And, you know, since the show is aired, like how has it changed your life and impacted your life? Um, you know, I definitely have like a larger following, which is nice, been able to connect with a lot more people, um, which, you know, is very rewarding hearing other people's stories, helping inspire people. Um, and I would say just like reaching a a larger audience that I didn't have access to before. Um, it's just really special to be able to create a larger community on my platforms. For sure. Has, was your lifestyle like this, like before, like, were you always attending events and going to things or has it like that drastically enhanced or increased? Um, it was, it's pretty much the same now, I guess more people know who I am, um, yeah. but I've been doing social media for four and a half years. So I was like always going to events and on social media pre the show coming out. Whereas I think a lot of people thought that this was like, oh, I just decided now that I'm on a Netflix show that I'm going to start in social media, but it's just, it has been something that I've been doing for a long time. Yeah. We're going to dive into like your whole career, but I was going to do the Netflix stuff first. So, yeah. so with that, you know, obviously your family, I'm assuming got closer from the show and I know, or were you guys always close before this was just like icing on the cake? We've always been really close. Yeah. So this was just like a fun experience to do together. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, I do feel like on the show, like certainly aspects of like each other were revealed. And I know on the show, like one of the plots was like, not plots, but one of the points you guys touched on was like, you guys talked about how you and your mom and that relationship. And for anyone listening, anyone who's like struggles with their relationship with their mother, you know, I know that there was a time in your life where, you know, you carried some resentment and there was some confusion and you felt, you know, feelings of abandonment. So like, what was it for you that was able to like, get to a place of healing? Like, what did you do to get to where you are right now? Um, I think, I think time, age, and like understanding that, um, like, who am I to judge someone else's happiness? Mm. And I think, like, as I got older, I realized that, like, well, one, when my mom told me that she was suicidal, like, how, you know, nobody wants to hear that about their parent, that they were so unhappy in their life that they wanted to end it. Um, so that definitely was a wake-up call for me. Um, and I think just, like, time and maturity and understanding that we all have our own paths to live and it's nobody's place to decide what or how someone should live their life like we each our own individual people so I think internalizing that um and ultimately you know I want my mom to be happy and I'm very thankful for the the life that she's pioneered for all of us so I think it just like took me time to come to that understanding for sure. I mean, when it happened, you were so young. So, I mean, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. But no, I know there's people that like struggle, whether it's within, you know, the Orthodox Jewish community or just in life in general. I think, general, people, yeah, yeah, it's people that, you know, um, they feel a lot of anger and resentment towards their parents from like, you know, childhood. Mm-hmm. And I think like, as we get older, 
you know, I always like think about like my parents and like their childhood and like how they grew up and kind of taking a step back and realizing like, you know, they had their own journey, how they ended up to where they are now and not, not to minimize anything, any of the pain that you experienced, but I think it's just yeah. healthy for your own growth to like, you know, put yourself in their shoes and, you know, I just, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Your parents are people too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Long story short, for sure. Um, okay. So now we're going to talk about, um, your, well, actually, to, before we jump into TikTok world, so Elite Model Group, is that somewhere where you're actively working right now? I am actively represented, and then I am a consultant for them if they have, like, new social media questions or if they're helping to develop, like, a new program, I'll help them with that. Okay. And, like, what is, like, so if you are consulting, like, what's a project that you've worked on? Like helping them develop their like media plan for teaching like incoming models and talents how to put themselves out there on social media. Because right now, like if you're a public figure, you're best like you got you need social media and it's not something that comes easy to everybody um, or to understand it. So to help them like create a guide to help new models and talent understand how to make a social media presence. Is that a process that you enjoy doing? I feel like I have knowledge on it. So I'm always happy to help share that knowledge. Yeah. But when it's so your mom, for those that don't know, her mom is the CEO of Elite Model Group. But do you ever imagine being in a position like your mom? Or is that not something that you strive for? Um, it's not something I'm looking for right now, but I, I never say never to anything. I, I like what I'm doing currently, though. Yeah, for sure. Is your mom... Is her schedule as hectic as it seems? My mom works 24 seven, like yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Her schedule, I don't know how she does it. Yeah. Insane. I get anxiety seeing all of her meetings and her calendar. So I, yeah, it's intense. It's intense. Yeah. Um, and I guess with the lifestyle you have now, you're able to definitely have time for yourself, right? Yeah. I think it's important. You know, I'm very thankful that I do take Shabbat off and I, don't go on social media and I make myself have that day of rest every single weekend. Um, and I think, you know, I have a lot of people have asked me like, how do you not get burned out or this? Like, is it hard to always share? And I'm like, I've always had a 26 hour period where I'm not on social media every week where I spend it with like friends and family. So I think that's really what helps me balance it all out. Like don't check my emails. Like I just turn it all off. Um, and I really think that's helped me just stay like, have, you know, good mental health about it. And I am very regimented, you know, I try not to go on social media at night or right when I wake up in the morning, I do make a lot of boundaries for myself to help and not be too much. Yeah, no, that's so healthy, especially having a job where you're like constantly on your cell phone um, yeah. and being a digital creator, which we're going to jump into now is that first of all, like, I mean, 4.1 million followers on TikTok. I don't know how you don't get burned out because you're constantly like putting out content. It's a lot. It's a full-time job. And for people that don't think it is, it is. Um, yeah. So I guess like, cause you said you did this before the show even aired, like what was it for you that like drew you to like want to do like content creation? Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. We're going to take a quick two minute ad break to listen to a few messages from some of our incredible sponsors. Okay. Do you guys want to hear something crazy? Did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And each bottle can be made of more than 90% water? 
Stop wasting water and throwing out more plastic. Get Blueland's revolutionary refill cleaning system instead. Blueland was founded on the belief that a cleaner planet starts at home. From their best-selling clean essentials kit to their hand soap duo, Blueland offers safe, smart options for every inch of your home. Just fill Blueland's beautiful Instagrammable bottles with warm water, pop in one of the hand soap or spray cleaner tablets, and within minutes, you have powerful and effective cleaning products in the most incredible scents like rose bergamot and lily mint. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash smalltalk. That's 15% off your first order of any products at blueland.com slash smalltalk. blueland.com slash smalltalk. Okay, guys, let's face it. Our days are crazy, and sometimes all we're looking for is a break. And if you're anything like me, this colder weather and the sun setting earlier definitely is not helping. All you're doing is imagining a beach getaway, but you're nowhere near the ocean, or it's just not warm enough. But Calm can help. You can listen to the relaxing sounds of the waves and give yourself that much-deserved break wherever you are. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools and improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash smalltalk. This includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every single week. So go to calm.com slash smalltalk for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash smalltalk. Um, I think it was... I always struggled with like trying to think of a profession that I could really enjoy and be flexible to like be a mom as well. Mm. And um, like when blogging started to be like was a big thing, I was like, let me try this out. And I ended up really loving it. So I just love having like a platform where I can share fashion, um, you know, hobbies, travel, like all in one place and, and make it into a job. So for me, it's really rewarding to have this space that I can really like put all of my interests in one area um, and share it. So I really enjoy it. It's always changing. It's never boring. It does get overwhelming at times, but um, you know, I try to make those boundaries so that I can balance it all out. Yeah. If you weren't doing content creation, what do you think you would be doing besides this? Or like, you can't even imagine something else. Yeah, I really, I've tried other things in my life. So, you know, I went to like culinary school when I was younger. I did cosmetology school. I went to be a hairstylist. I went to school for accessories design. So I feel like this, what I'm doing now kind of encompasses all the other careers, so to speak, that I've gone into. Right. Um, so I can't really imagine myself being anything right, anything else right now. Um, and like when people are like, what do you want to do in five years? I'm like, just continue on the path introductory that I'm going right now and see where see what happens I'm not making a specific plan for myself does Bacheva have a cooking series coming out do we have one already a cooking series oh um <laughs> no I do cocktails okay that's what's, my that's your filming thing? TikToks with food I just I commend people it's really challenging <laughs> Yeah, no, I had a I had a TikTok guy on here that's like known for doing food on there and it's truly an art form. So um, yeah, yeah, 100%. Awesome. What's your go-to cocktail? So if people want to make something at home. 
Oh, um, my favorites are probably Sangria. My first Instagram name was Sunnies and Sangria. And <laughs> the travel Sangria was, the, the Sunnies was the fashion. The Sangria was the travel part. Um, and yeah. I love Sangria. Easy to make at home. Um, and I love like a jalapeno margarita. Ooh. Those are my two go-to drinks. Jalapeno margarita. That's my go-to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sound so basic, but like a good espresso martini is always also like a nice way to end. I it. like an espresso martini if they can add like cream or milk into it. Like, so it's like a, it's like a spiked latte. Yeah. I well, can't do- do straight up espresso. It's, it's too much for me. Well, you can, you can add Bailey's to it. And I think you can add, Bailey, yeah. 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 So different that ways to play so around with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So how do you think, so 4.1 million followers on TikTok, like how did, when did you start seeing the actual like growth? Like you started gaining numbers and traction. I had a viral video with my sister in 2019. So like pre COVID, Mm. um, it was like, we were matching Christmas pajamas and we did like one of these like hand, I don't know. It was the randomest thing ever. Um, it had like 41 million views, which is like my largest view to date. Um, and I gained, so I like within one month, I gained a lot of followers. And then since then I've just, you know, been working my way up to continue that. Everybody that is blown up on TikTok has had this, said the same thing to me. They say it was literally the most random video and yeah. it just blew up out of nowhere. So it's funny. Like, I feel like the more effort you put in, the worse it does. And then yeah, the less you never know. Some videos, like I, I put out and like, I know like it has something to it. Um, but then sometimes there's videos that like, I'm like, why? Or videos that I put more effort into. It wasn't sure what would happen. Nothing happens to them. You know, TikTok is its own little monster. I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Well, I think 4.1, you're well, doing yeah. something right. Yeah. 1.4, 1.4. 1. 1.4, 1. 4. 1. 4, 1. 4. Um, Okay. So, so now for anyone who's interested in content creation, like entering this world, like what are like three key tips you would give someone that's like just starting out? start. Um, I think that's like number one, Mm. you just got to start putting out content. Don't worry about like the quality of it because the more you put out, the more you're going to learn. If you see my first TikTok video that I ever posted, it's horrifying, but you have to start somewhere. Um, I would say for TikTok specifically, like you always want to hit on either emotional, educational, or entertaining. Those are like three things that you that's what it's like going to create shareable content. Um, and then you have to really be consistent. So mm-hmm. like continue to put content out there. They say like you, the, the least amount of videos you can post a week is five, but I would, I generally post like two a day. Okay. I, and I usually take one day off. Like I usually don't post anything Saturday, but you're doing um, four, 14 videos a week generally uh, on like an average, I would say I was at one point, like I've, I've seen like, if you really want to grow, grow, you really should be posting three to five times a day. When I was doing that in the summer, I was really having a lot of traction. It was just like, there's so much effort that I'm in school now also. So I just can't manage doing that much content, but, um, you got to keep up. Um, for those listening, my mouth is literally on the floor. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. How you do that? I have literally no idea. You're literally your mother's daughter, truly. Um, <laughs> what, do you, um, what, did you, what are you going to school for right now? I'm at FIT. I okay. have my associates in accessories design. And when I was off for the summer, that's when I, um, like off before the bachelor's program, I started my social media, ended up loving it, 
dropped out of the full-time bachelor's program for accessories design and switched my major to direct and interactive marketing, which is like what I do right now. Yep. Um, I have three more classes after the semester. So hopefully I'll graduate by the time I'm 30. I'm really <laughs> just doing it for the, for the, you know, the accomplishment more than the actual degree. Like I don't need it for what I'm doing right now, but I, I think number one, it's always important to have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to regret having my marketing degree, especially since I have all this like experience, what I'm doing right now. Um, and just the accomplishment of, you know, it's a, it's an accomplishment to have a bachelor's from college. So it's just, I, it's something I never thought I would do. So it's important to me to finish. Yeah. I commend you so much. Cause I feel like in someone in your position, you know, you could be like, I really don't need the college degree. I have the platform, you know, I have, I have a great company I can work with. And, but the fact that you're doing that, I think it just shows you're a hustler and it's cool to have goals for yourself. Even if you don't yeah. necessarily need it, it's something that you can yeah. like check off the, the bucket list of life. Exactly. So, yeah. hundred percent. Now let's talk about Ben. So okay. Ben, First of all, on the show, I mean, for those again that I've watched, like there was a super cute scene where he did a whole like little dance number for you. And I was so obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you said you married Ben at 19, which is crazy, but I know that's like normal um, in the yeah. town that you grew up in. But I guess like, what was the story? Like, was it like a setup? Did you like, how did, how did that come together? We like, we had met through family friends, my family friends, he was friends with somebody there. So it wasn't like a classic, um, like meeting, I would mm-hmm. say from where like the people who I was around, but it wasn't like we were able to be like boyfriend and girlfriend for long. That's why we like met when we were 18 and got married when we were 19. Wow. So you dated for a year. Yeah. And part of it was like seven months of it was long distance. Cause he was in Israel studying. So he like came back, we dated for a little bit more and then we got engaged and then we got married two months later be honest, was there like an initial attraction or was it more like, um, this is something that will grow over time? Um, I think like we met as like friends first. Mm. So it wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to date you right now. But then once we like hung out more, we were, you know, obviously super into each other. So it was definitely, you know, young love. Yeah. For, for sure. And then on the show, like, I mean, there are scenes that show that like, you know, Ben was struggling with, you know, trying to, for lack of a better word, unorthodox his life. And like, you know, you were getting more comfortable with like wearing jeans and things of that nature. And so like, how has he now like been able to kind of like transition into like this new lifestyle? I think like he's in a much like better place in terms of just when we were like going through that, we had only been living out of Muncie for a year. So I think that it just takes time, like getting out of a community that you're used to and you're used to everybody judging you and what are people going to say? And um, I think like surrounding ourselves with people who are much more like us and still like had strong religious affiliations, but not intensely um, made a really big difference. So that's why I was very, you know, wanted to give him time because I understood where he was coming from and I didn't want to pressure him in any way. And once I felt like, okay, we've been living in the city for a year, you know, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it now. Cause I felt like I had given him enough time to get on board. Yeah, no, I respected you so much watching the show. Cause I think you did such a great job of like being a great wife and like, you know, definitely like allowing him to, you know, come on his own, but at the same time, like you kind of kept your boundaries and weren't like, okay, I'll do whatever you want. Like you kind of, you were firm that way. And I think that's important, but, um, looking back like on the, on all the obstacles, I mean, 
I think it's fair to say a lot of couples I don't know would have survived all of that. And so like, yeah. what, why do you think you guys have like made it this far and be able to overcome all these challenges? Um, I think like the respect aspect in terms of like each giving each other the space is really um, what helped a lot because you need to be able to do that. Like if it was, if he was like, absolutely not, like I don't accept this, like that, it wouldn't have worked. But because I feel like I gave him time, he understood that this is what I really wanted. Um, we were able to like overcome those things. Yeah, for sure. And then talking about the future, like what are some short-term and long-term goals you have for yourself? And you can answer that either professionally, personally, however you want to answer that. Um, well, as I like said before, you know, I don't have anything like specific, definitely want some sort of product line. I don't know what possibly in beauty or accessories. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're going to start season two soon. That's really exciting. That is exciting. Um, yeah, those are like the big things that are coming up. So I can't wait. Amazing. Um, okay. So now we're going to go into some like lifestyle questions because obviously I have to ask this being the, you know, influencer that you are. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So what are some clothing brands you're loving right now? Oh, okay. Some clothing brands I'm loving right now. I'm trying to think about, I just got some really nice pieces from this brand called Charlie holiday. Um, they sell at like Bloomingdale shop op, like mid, like, nicely priced, you know, not expensive, but not cheap. Like, you know, maybe $125 for a dress, like in that price range. So like, I think it's like a good price point. Um, and that was like the newest brand that I discovered. And there's one more brand that I just got stuff from. I'm blinking. They did a collab with Stassi, like, um, Kylie Jenner's friend. Okay. And it's like all these, I, I, I can send it to you after maybe yeah. like tank. I don't know if you do links, but yeah. they have like all really cute sets that are like perfect for I don't know if anyone's traveling over the holidays but I'll be in warm places so all these like really cute matching sets that I I just love a matching set like that's that to me is super fun um and I most recently worked with Everlane which I am like obsessed with they have such nice basics for your closet like jeans and like classic sweaters um that I really like I have a code. You can include that too. Yes, I will. So good. She's giving us everything, ladies. My God, love it. Yeah, no. So I, I feel like those are like my most recent, like new, new font. I mean, I knew about Everlane before, but I hadn't had their stuff. And I was like, really, I feel like for the winter, you need like good basics in your closet. Yeah, I died because like watching this on video, like your face like lit up when I was asking questions about clothes. You're like, <laughs> yes, this is my area. Let's keep talking about this. So good. Um, what are some skincare products you're loving right now? Okay. Um, there's this brand called Covey. It's by Emily G. Donato. You know. She's been That's on this okay. podcast. Yep. Okay. I really like her stuff. Um, Sunday Riley just got one of their like body creams. Amazing. Um, trying to think what else um I'm so terrible with names I would need to go into like my those are like the two no, ones that I know it's like whatever comes to top of mind you don't have to go yeah, into super detail kind of like R R N O or R and Co yeah yes yep. I do okay, know what you're talking about little serum pods that I like amazing um, so good um uh, hourglass uh, oh yeah really nice night serum 
So good. That's great. What are some of your favorite ways to work out or like some things like you like to do just to stay fit? Walking. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, I'm very into that. Um, I do like a personal trainer. I work with this girl, Kaylin Brooke. She trains me twice a week and we do like, I would say like Pilates slash like lightweight training. Um, but I like things that I'm not getting like, I'm not a huge cardio girl. So yeah. I don't like to get super sweaty. I prefer like mat based, you know, you know, lower intensity workouts, long yeah. lean toned muscles. That's my, my jam. Two things. One, I know Caitlin very well. We've done a lot of events okay. together. Um, and two, um, you should definitely check out if you, if, when you're not with Caitlin, obviously Melissa Wood Health is like major. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I have her app as well. Yeah. She's great. Cool. What are some of your favorite restaurants in New York city? Ones that you like going to? Mm, okay. Are you picking a cuisine? <laughs> you know, okay. If you're going on, let's say you're doing a date night with Ben and what, what's, okay. what's like a go-to restaurant you go to. Um, I honestly have been like trying out a lot of places, so I don't know that I have like a go-to restaurant yet, but some of my favorites yep. are Sola pasta bar. They have, a you can do like a five course pasta tasting, Nice, which is like, amazing because I love pasta and just like to get little little bites of it um a little bit of everything yeah a little bit of everything um Mamo is also really yummy Italian so good yeah I would say like I I mean we love Italian food so we love we love a carb girl we live for that exactly (laughs) so so good um okay cool and then um what's what's one place you want to travel next or I guess you have a place in mind because you're talking about traveling um, I'm hopefully going to South America for, okay, holiday, you know, New Year's time. So I have been before. I love South America. It's really beautiful. Um, but I think we're going to Argentina, which I've never been to. So that's ex- something new. Okay, cool. And last but not least, what are some of your favorite ways to kind of like, just like take care of your mental health or just take time for a butch shava? I love watching TV. <laughs> yes. Which show are you watching right now? I'm watching Dope Stick. It's on Hulu. I never it's heard really of that. It's about um, like the opioid epidemic, oxytocin, mm. and it's just, I mean, it's a little, obviously a little sad because you see drug abuse, but sure. it's really, it's a really fascinating show if anyone's looking for something good. hundred percent. That's like a topic that like most people don't know about. So yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out. Um, so good. Well, I know it's Friday. It is almost five o'clock and we made it another week. I'm going to go check out your cocktail video and definitely put that on my to-do list, um, for next week. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And hopefully we can do a lunch sometime in person, but yeah. Yes. I love that. Yes. Thanks for coming on. Bye guys. Bye. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I loved recording with Butcheva. She was amazing. And please be sure to subscribe so you're the first to hear about new episodes. And don't forget to rate and review. It means the world. And I really love hearing your feedback. Helps me as I produce this show. And also, if you want to check the description of this episode, it will include all the sponsorship links and more information about Butcheva. So be sure to check that out. And I am super, super pumped for the next season of My Own Orthodox Life. If you want to watch the first season, it is on Netflix. And until then, I will chat with you guys next time. Have a great rest of your week. Bye.